This is Becca Brown. You're listening to episode 30 of the More Than Weight Loss podcast. What to do when you have an urge to eat food. Welcome to the More Than Weight Loss podcast. I'm your host, Becca Brown. I'm a certified life coach and a certified nutrition coach. And I'm here to make your weight loss journey easier, more doable. Because why not? This is the podcast to listen to if you're a mom trying to lose weight. And especially if your mom trying to lose weight and you've tried before in the past and that's felt really hard. I'm going to teach you what you need to know from both the physiological side of things and the mindset side of things. Let's do it together. Okay. Hi. There's only one thing you need to know. And that thing is that this will be the second time I've recorded this episode. This is not going to feel like a big deal to you, but it, I feel personally victimized <laughs> by the fact that I recorded... Okay, so <clears throat> let me just add in this really quick thing. So I am not a podcaster. I am a life coach and a nutrition coach, and I help women lose weight and I help them find happiness and possibility and peace and all those things. It's amazing. I am not a podcaster. I use a podcast because I think I have things to say that might be helpful. So... <laughs> It isn't necessarily my specialty. So I don't always, and just because my brain is a human brain, I don't always love, like I'll finish the podcast and think, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. That one might not be so good. In fact, the podcast that I recorded on shame, I ended it and I was like, that was the worst podcast. I was like full of shame. It was so funny. In fact, I recorded two that day. The shame, this is a little insight. I believe the shame podcast was supposed to be episode 28. I turned it into episode 29 because the episode I recorded after the shame podcast, am I on the right path? I liked that one better. So I put that as episode 28. I recorded those, um, the day the, tw- the podcast number 28 was published. I recorded both of them switched, um, switched them around because I was like, I probably need to redo the podcast on shame. Which is like kind of funny, right? Anyway, um, so I just never know how it's going to go. Now, what happened today was I recorded the first version of this episode and I finished it and I was like, I liked that podcast episode. I liked how that went. And then I um, converted it and clicked on it to make sure that everything sounded okay. And there was no sound. (laughs) It was just a video of me talking and no sound. And I was like, of course. So this is version 2.0 of the version 1.0 that you never heard. What we're talking about today is I recorded or I erased the title. Let me think real quick. Oh, what to do with urges. That's right. That's what we're talking about. What to do with an urge, an urge to eat food urge, whether it's off plan or or it's like there's some food or something that maybe you're like, I should maybe eat less of that. I don't know. And then you have an urge to eat it or I should stop or tomorrow I'm not going to eat that. And then the urge shows up to eat it the next day. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to teach you what to do with that. We're going to go back to our um, format that I talked about the one, two, three, one topic, two insights, three to do's. And the topic, the one topic we're talking about is what to do with the food urge. 
before I give you the two insights, I do need to share a disclaimer. And this is an important disclaimer. This disclaimer might be even more important than what I'm going to tell you. Well, I think it's equally important. Before we talk about what to do with the food urge, I want to stress to you the idea that perfection is not required for the work that we're doing in order to go after our goals, whether it's weight loss or something else. But specifically in terms of what we're eating, perfection is not required. And our brain, our brains, our collective brains will tell us or probably think that if we could be perfect at this, if we could make a plan, prep our food, get it all ready and like perfectly follow the plan to a T, it would be better. But I just don't think it is. And the reason why is because perfection is so difficult to attain that if we choose to think that it's required, if we choose to think that it's better, but then it's so difficult to reach it, well, then we're always kind of coming in second place. We're always kind of getting like, oh yeah, you get like a participation trophy, like good, you kind of showed up, but it would have been better had you done it this way. I just think, so that makes it hard, but also this is the big thing is that it's not required. So I was talking to a client this week about, she was like, she, she had an excellent question because she's moved a little bit more into the maintenance side of things. We're taking her out of a calorie deficit just to stabilize her. We're raising her calories, but she wants to maintain the, the weight that she lost working with me. And she's like, well, what do I do if I go out to eat? Or what do I do if, if someone invites us over for dinner? Like, how do I handle that? And I was like, honestly, not a huge deal either way. She was, cause she said, how do I not let my toddler brain take over if I'm, you know, if I'm at someone's house for dinner and there's no way for me to plan. So like, if I can't make a plan with like my higher brain, my, the best, my prefrontal cortex, the best part of my brain, then, then how am I supposed to handle this? And I was like, honestly, how often do you go? How often are you facing this? How often does this happen? She was like, well, for most months, it's probably going to be like, I don't know, maybe twice a month, maybe three times a month if like there's a special holiday and I was like, okay, well, it really doesn't matter. And you can handle it any number of ways. Number one, you can just eat whatever you want to eat. You could honestly just let your toddler brain take over because again, perfection is not required and we're humans. We're not meant to be robots. And like the work I do with clients and being able to manage your brain is not so that we turn into robots and just like, oh, we make a plan and we follow the plan. I think it's sometimes it's fine and fun to eat just kind of without a plan and just just straight, yeah, I love that. And I said to her, I was like, it might depend on whose house you're going to. And like, maybe you know that their potato salad is homemade and amazing and you're gonna eat that. Or maybe you think, gosh, I love going over there socially. It's amazing, food, eh. So then, but I'm bringing dessert. So then I'm going to eat, you know, a little bit of dinner, like a, a fair amount, but I'm going to like stay controlled in dinner and know that for sure, I'm going to make a dessert that really matters to me. And I'm going to totally enjoy that. What I said to her is the same thing I'll say to you is think about how many over a course of a month or the course of a year, how many meals do you eat? So many meals. <laughs> one or two or three or four, not that big of a deal. Even, and I saw someone else post, which I sent to this client, um, some 
posted on social media that basically like if you eat three meals a day over a year, you're going to eat more than a thousand meals like three meals a day for 365 days is more than a thousand meals. And we get so hung up on like this one meal, but like, it's really not that big of a deal. So let's say there's a holiday or a special occasion. It's not that big of a deal. Eat whatever you want. One meal literally does not turn the tide either way. What we want to do, what really matters, I believe is what we make it mean. So this is what I said to this client. I was like, let's say it's Sunday night. Someone invites you over for dinner after church. I love it handle it however feels good to you. If you can't, if like you're not in charge of like what's being made and you don't feel like you can ask and like be a weirdo, that's up to you to decide if that's weird or not. But you're just like, okay, I'm showing up and I kind of can't plan. Well, handle it however you want. But the most important thing is what you make it mean afterwards. Perfection is not required, but we have to make sure that we sh- when we show up, not doing, not, um, doing the exact actions that lead us to what we want long-term. We just have to make sure that we don't make that mean anything. So like, if I like personally yesterday, (laughs) okay, something amazing happens here in Jakarta and it's not just Jakarta, it's like embassies all over the world. So what happens is, um, often we'll get the embassy will, the U S embassy will be closed on Memorial day or labor day or president's day or any number of holidays, but the kids international schools don't get those. Those aren't holidays where we're at. Right. So Memorial day comes the kids, I put them on the bus. They go to school just like they're supposed to. I did some coaching and then my husband was off work. It was so great. Right. It's amazing. Those kids just need to go to school where they belong because we're not out for the summer yet. I know some places are, but, um, so then my husband was like, let's go to lunch. And I was like, okay, let's go to lunch. Cause I'm in a, I'm in a calorie deficit. I'm in a fat loss phase right now. And I'm really like, okay, we're going to make this one count. I'm kind of down to the final few weeks of it. And I'm like, let, let's eye on the ball here. And then, um, we went out to lunch and I was like, okay, this is fun. This is this meaningful. I'm glad about this. I can't hit the plan that I made, but that's okay. I can adjust. And I was able, like, I actually got a salad with some grilled chicken on top and it was good. The problem was, is I don't think it was actually enough food. So then I came home and what happened was, is that we just kind of, my brain, my, the used car salesman in my brain was like, yeah, we need to eat more food. We should probably eat that. We should eat that. We should eat that. We should eat that. Again, it's totally fine. It's not a problem. And then my plan for dinner right out the window <laughs> And the quesadillas that I made for my children were so good. It was great. What Matt, so that doesn't matter. It really doesn't like that one day is not going to stand in the way of anything, any of the goals that I'm trying to reach. I promise you, but we have to make sure like that is an intentional thing that I've created that I've decided to think on purpose because in the moment or afterwards, my brain's like, yeah, you shouldn't have done that. What, what, what was that? You should have just gone out to lunch, had your salad, then come home right back on plan, right? Like you had everything planned. What's the problem? And then if I chose, like if I stayed there and then that kind of thinking might make me feel ashamed or it might make me feel disappointed or frustrated or like, see, you don't even have this figured out. Like this is a big problem. This is, and creating a negative, a negative feeling that perhaps the following day, the Tuesday I wake up and am I right back to like doing the things that bring me what I want long-term? Or am I stalled out because of that negative emotion? You see what I mean? So then I intentionally think this is not a problem. This happens. 
This is, this is what humans do sometimes. Not a problem because again, perfection is not required. So do you love it when the disclaimer takes like 20 minutes? So what I want to say is before I tell you what to do with a food urge, I just want to stress that like perfection is not required and beating up on yourself. If you go off plan or if you eat an urge, like if you have an urge to eat and then you eat that, it, it doesn't mean that you have to beat yourself up. You have to be mean to yourself. You have to think anything. You have to feel negatively about yourself. Like you can always choose to meet yourself with love and kindness and compassion, no matter what happens. And that honestly, just as important as figuring out what you want and like taking the steps to mostly show up each day and take you where you want to go. Just as important to learn to take care of yourself and be kind and loving and considerate and meet yourself with that care and kindness and love, no matter what, because a smaller pair of jeans won't matter if you haven't learned to be super nice to yourself, right? We don't really, it, none of that really means anything. If we haven't learned to like take amazing care of ourselves and like strengthen that relationship with the relationship that we have with ourselves. Are you with me? I hope so. Okay. So insight number one, now that the disclaimer is out insight, number one is I want you, I think it's really, it's going to be really useful for you in the conversation that we're having about urges to eat off plan or to eat food that doesn't really support what you want in the long term. I think it's really important to have a discussion about emotional hunger versus physical hunger. Now I was talking about this with a friend in my kitchen, in my husband's home. And he was like, did you just say emotional hunger? And I was like, yeah, it's a thing. Hello. Duh. It is a thing. And I've noticed that emotional. So we know what physical hunger is, right? Like my stomach is empty and it wants food. Maybe my stomach is growling. Maybe my head is hurting. Maybe I'm feeling a little bit like, Ooh, like we're out of energy here. I need some food. That is physical hunger. What I've noticed is that physical hunger is really not a huge deal just because I'm not, I don't tend to be hungry for long periods of time. It's like, Oh, like right before a meal, my body pretty much, um, knows when I'm going to eat, right? Like as your body probably does as well, it gets hungry around meals time around meal times. So like that stretch between lunch and dinner, I'll often plan a snack because I know I get hungry there, but like if dinner time is coming, I'm probably making dinner and I'm like, boy, I'm really hungry, but it's like not a big deal. It's like comes on gradually. It's like, not a, not, not, um, a disaster, not an emergency. Like, yeah, we're going to eat. I'm hungry. Great. The food's going to taste even better. Emotional hunger on the other, on the other hand is like super urgent. And this is the hunger. It's like, it's not even hunger, but it's my, like my brain telling me that we should eat something and it shows up all the, like at any time, but I've noticed it this week. I don't know if it's because I was thinking about this because of this podcast episode, but this week I have been like, okay, emotional hunger is showing up and it is a used car salesman. And he has like, his shirt is unbuttoned two buttons too far. And he's wearing like a gold watch and he's got like chest hair sticking out and his hair is slicked back. And he's like trying to sell me. Is this what a used car salesman is? He's trying to sell me so hard on eating some kind of food that is for sure not on my plan. Like so hard. He's like screaming at me. Like it is so urgent. And it's just been interesting for me to like, just pause, take a step back and just notice it. Because if you're not paying attention, it can just be like, 
it's like if a kid is screaming and they're like, I want that, whatever. You're just like, make it stop, get the child, whatever the child wants. Right. (laughs) That's not really what we do, but like in, in the chaos of life, it's just like, okay, what do we need to do to stop the fussing and stop the demanding and stop the, there's, there's demanding happening in my brain. And I noticed that, um, it happens a lot this week. It's been happening at night. It's so interesting. I'm just like, like two nights ago, I was cleaning the kitchen. My husband usually does bedtime because for many reasons, but mostly because I don't want to. And I clean up the kitchen and he came back down. Everybody was up and I was just like, okay, my brain is just like trying to sell me on eating all the things like the crackers. And like, I went to put something away in the fridge and I had made uh, homemade salsa this week. And I watched my brain be like, oh, you should have some of that. You it's homemade. You should, it's salsa. Like you can eat salsa, but you should probably get the chips out and have the chips with the salsa. And then I'm like, wait, what's happening? I'm not hungry. It's not on my plan. It's like, I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. So I don't know if you have, if you're experienced, if you've experienced anything like this or what emotional hunger versus physical hunger feels like for you, but oftentimes the urge to eat is not in response to physical hunger. That's for sure the way my experience. And I, I would think that you can probably relate to that. I think that's a common thing. I don't think that's just a me thing, but it's just good to notice that The urges are usually like an emotional hunger, meaning like it's, it's it's similar to emotional eating, but it's just like, you're, you're trying to either you're bored or you're, there's something you're dreading, or there's just an urge to eat that kind of has nothing to do with physical, actual physical hunger. So we can just notice it and notice that the, the emotional hunger is not actually solved by food. Have you ever done this? Like, Oh, my brain. I was going to say my body, my brain wants a bowl of cereal. And I've answered that call. Like, let's do it. Bring on the bowl of cereal. But as that bowl of cereal is gone, my brain wants another bowl of cereal. (laughs) It doesn't actually, the food doesn't actually solve it. It doesn't actually quiet it down. Really? Have you noticed this? Like we should go get chocolate chips and then we should go get more chocolate chips. And like The solution to that emotional hunger is not at the bottom of that bag of chocolate chips. I promise you it's not. And this is just awesome information for us to know and be aware of. And for you, if there are urges that you, if you'd like to practice not answering the urges, if that's the thing that's kind of standing in your way, like this is just good information. And what I can tell you is there are a couple solutions to emotional hunger when it shows up. Um, to kind of work through. And let me give you those before we go to insight number two. So first of all, one solution is decisions made ahead of time. So for me, like, let's say, let's go to the example of like, I notice most nights this week, as I've cleaned up the kitchen, there's been like someone, something screaming in my head, like we should eat more. Just like pretty kind of like screaming and kind of sneaky and like, no, try this. And no, no, it's, this is fine. Or this is this, or this is this a way around that for me would be decisions made ahead of time. Now I have a food plan. It's all in there, but maybe I haven't necessarily said, okay, I'm not going to eat after dinner, even though it's all in there. And there was a snack, but the snack was eaten before dinner. So like there's no food left to be eaten on the plan, but I haven't actually made the decision. So for me, it might sound like, especially if I notice like 
it's very common for me after dinner to want to eat more. Okay. Well, that might not serve me in the long run. So that might be something I want to do some work around. So that decision ahead of time might be like, Hey, so what we're going to do is we're going to have dinner at six o'clock. And then that's going to be all the eating we're going to do for the day. Like all eating will be done by dinner time because I'm actually interested in, I don't know if you've paid attention to this, but like noticing, trying to notice and keep track of like how my sleep is affected when it comes to eating. And maybe I could get higher quality sleep. If I, um, if I stop eating sooner, if I give myself more, a longer period between my last food and bedtime, and I've been trying to go to bed earlier. So like we really should maybe cut off the food. So that decision made ahead of time might be like, Hey, so we're going to have dinner at six and then the the food's going to be done. So when I look at my overall food plan for the day, well, I'm going to make sure, and this is great for me, this, this doesn't have to be, this isn't the only way to do it, but this is just an example. This is great because I'm actually really hungry usually between lunch and dinner. So it'd be great if I had my snack before dinner, dinner, finished out my day, my food for the day, and then my sleep's going to be even better, but that decision is made ahead of time. So then instead of I'm cleaning up the kitchen and there's something in my head yelling at me to eat some more food, I'm like, Oh no, 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 we don't do that. Remember? It's like I'm married. I talk about this all the time with clients. I'm like, it's just decisions made ahead of time. Like I'm married to my husband and he's great and amazing. And if a hot guy walked down the street, it's not like, oh, maybe, I don't know. He might be a good time. That might be fun. No, I'm never thinking that. Cause like decision made, like now I got my person, we're done. Decision made ahead of time. So I never have to go back and forth. Imagine if you did like, well, I'm mostly monogamous, but if like he's hot enough or he makes enough money or blah, 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 whatever it is. Imagine that like back and forth, like, does this count? Does it not? Is he cute enough? Is No, it would be like exhausting, but so often this is what we're doing with food, right? So the decision made ahead of time it can be really, really helpful, especially if you have these times when this emotional hunger or this like strong drive to eat or urges show up can be really, really helpful. Um, you can also, again, if you, I could absolutely, if I notice like, um, in terms of a decision made ahead of time, I might decide to have my snack during like a tricky part of the day. Maybe there, maybe for you, it might be different, but for me, I'm like, Oh, after dinner, I've got this like strong desire to eat food. Well, then I could just plan my snack to have it. Then I could just line up my day so that then I could have my snack. Then again, decision made ahead of time. There's, there's no one right way or wrong way to do it, but notice that if I was just like, Oh, so this is what we do. So I'm not going to have my snack before dinner. Cause I, remember I have my snack after dinner and just as many decisions made ahead of time that we just like decide, and then we don't have to go back and forth on. And if anything in your head suggests otherwise, you're like, Oh no, 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 we're not going to eat that bowl of cereal as we're wiping down the countertop because our snack is planned. And that's what we're having decision made easy. And actually it's, it, it might sound like, Oh, like I, I could easily see someone being like, well, that's like super lame. Like what if you want something else? But it's actually beautiful because when you, when you can really autopilot and decision made ahead of time, all of these things that make it, that are the things that make you move towards your goals. Well, then you have so much energy to do other amazing fun things. And you don't have to like, I mean, how much space has food or diet or weight loss taken up in your brain? (laughs) And it's just like, not that 
it's like the least interesting thing about you, right? So how many, how can we make decisions ahead of time to, to solve for that? The other thing I'll say in order to solve this emotional hunger or the urge to eat when it shows up is I think it's really, we have the option to like talk back to ourselves, to like, like lovingly talk back to ourselves. So if I could, I could just see myself downstairs. I'm wiping down the counters, cleaning up. And there's like, you should eat the, go get the chocolate chips, go get the chocolate chips. You deserve it. You deserve a treat. (laughs) I could also just talk back to myself and be like, Hey, what's happening? What? Hey, Hey you, what's going on? What's really going on that, that the chocolate chips feel like such a, such an important thing, because I can tell you from many, many like vast experience is that you'll eat that chocolate chip or I'll eat those chocolate chips, but then like, yeah, it's solved for like two seconds. And then you swallow, you chew and swallow those chocolate chips. And then like the urge is still there. So what's way more helpful, way more insightful, and actually way more supportive to ourselves. It's like, Hey, you can talk to yourself like, Hey, you what's happening. What is it that you need that you're not getting right now that you think you're going to get with those chocolate chips or that bowl of cereal or that X, Y, Z? What is it? Tell me. I want to hear. I'm here. I want to listen. Tell me what it is that you need that you're not getting. And I'm going to get it for you. And that, that might sound really weird. I wish we were face to face so I could see the look on your face as I'm like, no, talk to yourself really lovingly, but really talk to yourself really lovingly, honestly. And if you, if you haven't done this, it feels really weird in the beginning. Let it be weird, right? Like let it feel so strange, but practice doing it so that it doesn't feel strange soon. So that it becomes your go-to because it's really actually quite an amazing thing. Cause how often do we want the people in our lives to do that for us? To just be like, Hey, I noticed maybe you're having a kind of a day. Tell me about it. And like no judgment, no quick fix. Like I'm going to run in and tell you how you should solve all your problems or tell you that you shouldn't even be worried about whatever it is that other people do. It's like genuinely someone to listen and we think we need other people to do it, but it's so powerful when we do it for ourselves. I promise you. So try it if you haven't. So those are the two things that I think are really, really helpful. If you have that emotional hunger or the urge to, to eat when it shows up. Yeah. Like decisions ahead of time to just kind of simplify it, make it easier. And number two, like talk back to yourself and ask yourself like, Hey, and maybe it's in conjunction, it's in conjunction with, um, eating the thing like, Hey, I noticed you want chocolate chips. Listen, I'm going to get them for you and go get them right now. But while I'm walking to the freezer, tell me what you really tell me what this is about. Tell me what you, tell me what you need that you're not getting. Tell me more. I'm going to get you the chocolate chips. I promise. <laughs> Cause in the interest of it being like gentle and not like you can't have that. You could, you totally could. Okay. Um, insight number two, you may have never heard this because most often when you hear someone has a diet or a plan or like do this and you're going to lose weight and it's amazing. And it's maybe a cabbage diet, or maybe you're giving up processed sugar, or maybe you're giving up blah, 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 whatever it is. Oftentimes first step as part of the plan is like, let's go through the kitchen. Let's go through the house and let's get rid of everything. That's like off plan. We don't want to tempt you. We don't want it to be there. 
And I just think this is so interesting because it kind of like lays on the foundational idea that like, we don't have control. And I am here to argue against that, that we do have control, but let me say this first. When an urge to eat off plan or to eat something that you don't really want to be eating, to eat in some way that doesn't support your long-term goals, when it shows up, did you know that you can just allow it? You can just allow the urge. You can just let it be there. You just notice it. You can lean into it. You can even, I've done this. It's kind of, it's, it's so like anti what we've always thought was a really good idea. It was like, I've tried to like, let's lean into it. Like, let's, let's make the urge stronger just out of curiosity. And just like, let's explore it because any other time up until I realized that, oh yeah. Or I was taught that like, you can just allow an urge. It was always like, oh no, 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 no. I can't control myself. If, because if the urge gets too strong, then I, I'll just, I mean, what could I do? You know what I mean? I can only withstand it for so long, but I would say is you can just let it be there. Allow the urge to be there. Okay. I want to give you this example. Pretend like you have a toddler. Maybe you do. I don't have any more toddlers, unfortunately, because <laughs> I think toddlers are just so great. They're so amazing, adorable, entertaining, mostly they nap. So that's great. But, um, let's say your toddler wakes up and they're like, Hey mommy, can we have ice cream for breakfast? And you're like, no, you can't, honey. We're not, we don't have ice cream for breakfast, but you know, I've got some blah, blah, blah. And that toddler decides to throw like a holy terror tantrum on the floor. Does that make you go, Oh, maybe we should. I don't, I don't know. Maybe we should have ice cream for breakfast. Maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe that's a really good idea. Now I have to say, no, that's not what we would do. Right? Like when our toddler wakes up, demands ice cream for breakfast, you say no. And he or she throws a fit. You're not just like, mm, yeah, maybe we should. I'm, I might be wrong about this. No, you're just like, Hey, throw a tantrum if you want, but I like no big deal. I, if that's what you want to do, go right ahead. We're having this for breakfast. Come on in the kitchen whenever you're ready and it'll be ready for you. We just let the toddler have the tantrum, right? We don't make it, we don't make it mean anything. We don't make it mean that we need to like change our plan or do something different. We just like let the toddler have a tantrum because that's what toddlers do. It's not a problem. And so if your brain is like, Hey, we should eat this thing. That's not on our plan. You can also just be like, Oh, huh. Let's notice that you can be here urge to eat. It's it, you're not driving the bus. We're not making a different plan, but you can just allow it. You can just notice it. You can just be, um, let me think of a good example. So like, um, oh, on Sunday, I made cupcakes and I was trying to make them for church and they, my class at church and they didn't really turn out, but we figured it out. And so I didn't take them to church, but they were here, um, after church. And then we frosted them and decorated them. And I had just decided that I wasn't going to eat them because I just didn't really want to. They were just weren't worth it to me to make that choice. Um, I love dessert, but it has to be really worth it. And to me, these cupcakes weren't worth it because they're not chocolate. <laughs> 
anyway, I had decided not to eat it. And it was just like, but then I'm like, Hey kids, come get, you know, we've had dinner. Okay. Now let's come get these cupcakes. So maybe I look at that cupcake and I think, gosh, that would be good. Cause the truth is, is I, re- I really do actually love cake and what, well, let me change this. It's actually more tempting the next day when the cake has been in the fridge. Is anyone with me like cake in the refrigerator with frosting and you get it out and it's like cold and the frosting's cold and it's so good. So then day two, cause we still have cupcakes. I'm like, Hey kids. Yeah. After dinner, let's have some cupcakes. And then that might be okay. Then I have the urge, but again, I'm in a calorie deficit. I'm moving towards my goals. Um, I'm in a fat loss phase. I don't have a ton of space right now for extra treats. So if I were going to have that cupcake, which I absolutely could, if I wanted to, then it would mean that I would have had to really sacrifice in one of my other meals or snacks. And I hadn't done that. It was the end of the day. I can just notice that that cupcake looks delicious. I can just notice like, oh yeah, my brain's like, yeah, you should eat that. That would be so good. That cupcake. Hey, Hey, did you see that cupcake was in the fridge? You should eat that. Be like, oh yeah, that would be so good. I just notice it. I can even like, like kids, wow, that looks really good. Notice the texture of the cupcake as they're eating it. Like notice that it smells really good. I can just let it be there. I, I'm not, I'm in control. The cupcake is not in control. And that's probably a, a bigger idea that I also want to introduce to you. We're still only doing two insights though, <laughs> but this idea that like, oh, we have to clean out our pantry, or our fridge so that we can stay on plan is absolutely incorrect because what it does is when you buy into that, it buys into this idea that we're not actually in control. We're totally in control. We're, we're a hundred percent in control. If I could share one, do I say this a hundred times each episode? If I could share this one thing with you, but really, honestly, if I could implant one thought or one idea into your brain right now, it would be like, if you could just open up to this idea that we have, you know, history as humans and experiences and failures and times where we tried things and it didn't work out. And sometimes it's really easy to start to believe that maybe we're not in control, that maybe we're not as strong or as powerful or as capable as we are, but we are, we absolutely are. So if I could implant one idea into your brain, it would be to open up and like, to see, open up to this possibility of what I'm saying of like, just how strong and capable and amazing and in charge you are everything around you. We don't have to get everything lined up and everyone, have you ever done this? I'd be like, honey, I'm going on a diet. So we're not going to eat this one thing. So don't bring that in the house. And then you bring it in the house. And I'd be like, well, now I can't do it, which is totally not true. And it just, the trick with that is then, then if we believe that, then it just never works unless everyone around us is, is on board. And that is just really difficult thing to do. Right. And it actually keeps us from realizing and kind of stepping into our full potential and like, no, I'm actually in charge. And my husband can bring whatever he wants into this house and eat whatever he wants in front of me. And I'm totally in charge. And if I have an urge to eat that thing, I can just notice it. I can just let it be there. I can just allow it. And for so many years, I just was blind to this idea. No one had ever taught it to me before. No one had ever, um, kind of suggested that like you can want something and you can just let the want, the desire for it, just be there. You don't have to answer it. You don't have to, when your toddler is throwing a tantrum on the ground because you won't give 
them breakfast for, or you won't give them ice cream for breakfast. You don't have to do anything there. You can just let the toddler work through their emotions. When the urge to eat off plan shows up, you can just let it be there and just notice it. Are you with me? Okay. So your to do's is this is a fun little way to practice this because it's not easy to let urges go unanswered if we're not practiced at doing that. And probably you're not practiced at it because a lot of people don't really talk about this. So a fun way to, to get practice in this area is I want you to, if you're in the U S I want you to go to the dollar store. I want you to get two glass jars. You could use mugs or bowls or something you have at home. But if you don't have anything, go to the dollar store, get two glass jars and get those like little rocks, those little like shiny pebbles, glass pebbles. What are they called? (laughs) I should maybe do some research before I hit record or get like little dried beans or buttons or something that's little that you can count. And I want you to take a hundred of them and put them in one of the jars. And then every time what we're doing is we're going to collect 100 unanswered urges. So every time you have an urge to eat off plan, I want you to notice it, allow it, let it be there. Don't fight against it. Don't try to shut it off. Don't try to make it go away. Like just like notice it like, Oh, okay. Like for me. Okay. Hey, Hey you, (laughs) I noticed that you want to eat that cupcake, which you already decided you weren't going to eat. Okay. Let's just notice it. Yeah. Cause it probably would be good. Yeah. And like it was in the fridge, it'd be pretty delicious in your mouth. If you bit into that refrigerated cupcake, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. And just, just sit with it. You don't have to answer it. And then once I did that, I would take one of my little glass beads or buttons or whatever, and put it into the new jar. And every time I had an urge that I didn't answer, I would do that. I would transfer the the bean to the new jar until you've, until you've taken them all and put them in the new, in the, in the empty jar and you've collected a hundred urges. This is amazing because then you're really getting practice at doing that thing. That's, that's really actually a thousand percent supportive of your growth and like living in your potential as a human. It's like, if we can learn to put off what our brain wants right now for what our brain actually wants long-term, this is an amazing, very, very helpful skill. But what happens is like, for me, when I had the jars, because this was a life coach school thing, that's where I was um, trained to be a life coach. So they introduced this idea and they, and I had a jar and I did the thing and I was just like, oh my gosh, like, because this idea of like, I should let the urge be here and not answer it. And like, that would be great. I'm like, yeah, I mean, kind of, but I don't get the cupcake, but yeah, I guess I get this whoop-de-doo. Yay. I'm allowing it. It's like, if I answer the urge, I get the thing, whatever the urge is, I'm going to eat it. And yeah, it doesn't last, but like, I get the thing. And if I don't answer it, it's like, and what's, what's behind door number two? Oh, something amazing. in like a period of time, not now. Oh, yay. Fun. (laughs) So what this does is it's like, it's an actual tangible thing that for some reason, because again, we've got the buttons or the beans or the beads or whatever they are like, it it like tricks your brain into seeing like, oh, this is, it's like a visual representation of what I'm working towards. Don't underestimate how, um, how much I want to say meaning, but it's not meaning like the experience of collecting the beads or the, um, beans or the buttons or whatever. I want you to try it because it's like, 
once you've worked through a hundred of those, it's like, I did that a hundred times. That's amazing. What skill, like how good would, would we be and all the things we want to be good at if we tried and if we practice them a hundred different times. So this is what I want you to do. So those are your three things, get two jars and get beads or beans or buttons, and then notice the urges, notice the urge, let it be there. Don't answer it. And then transfer the the bean or the bead to the new jar and do that a hundred times. And then see where you are, see where your brain is, see what you can believe about yourself on the other side of that. I, it may be like, I might be in total geek mode here, but I'm actually really excited about this. And I would love for you to try it. And I think you should, because like I said, this is amazing practice. Honestly, the least significant thing I do with clients is help them lose weight. The most significant thing I do is teach them and support them and help them mend their relationship with themselves so that they can support themselves and take care of themselves no matter what, so that they can learn to do what it is that they say they're going to do for themselves. It's amazing. Like nothing is impossible once you, once you do that skill. And this is like right smack dab in the center of it. So I highly recommend you try it. I have four fingers crossed that the audio on this is going to work and I'm not going to have to do this episode again. Thank you for being here with me as always. And we will talk soon. Oh, let me say this. I love to chat. If you want to talk more about this, if you have, like, if you try it, like reach out, I am always around. You can email me hello at beccabrown.com. I, it's just me. I'm the one who reads my emails. I'm the one who responds. So you're always going to get me, or you can shoot me a DM on Instagram at Becca Brown, the coach. I would love I love to chat. So do not hesitate to reach out and we will talk soon. Okay. Bye.